Welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast, everybody. Now, if you missed Thursday's Champions League update, then stay tuned at the end of this uh, Classic of Review as we've added it on to the end of this episode. Let's begin then today with a trading update. Zidane had all the squad available, bar Asensio and Eden Hazard in training today. As for the expected lineup for Sunday, it is Courtois with a back four of Mendy, Ramos, Varane and Carvajal. The midfield, Valverde, Casemiro, Cruz and Isco with Benzema and Bale up front. As for Barcelona, the news for them is that PK will play. He trained as normal today. No adverse reaction to the knock to his ankle that he picked up against Napoli. Barcelona trained, by the way, today behind closed doors. As for Setien's view on how to beat Real Madrid, he said, we want the ball as much as we can possibly have it. We must try to make them run. Sergio Ramos has been giving his opinions about Leo Messi. He said, I've got huge respect for him. He is one of the greatest players in history. I hope, though, that Sunday isn't his day, as it would mean that we have done a very good job. And what about the best way to beat Barcelona? What he said, they love possession. We all know that. But they are uncomfortable when you pressure them. Putting pressure on high up is very risky due to the players that they have. But... It causes them problems, and I think this is the key. Overall, then, it is meeting number 215 as we stand. Madrid, 87 wins to 82 for Barcelona, with 45 draws in La Liga. It is 72 each. Next goal for Barcelona, by the way, will be their 400th in El Clasico. Now, Madrid's form in recent seasons isn't good at home. They've lost the last three without scoring a single goal, conceding seven. The last win was in the Super Cup, a second leg back in August of 2017. They won 2-0. Asensio and Benzema with the goals for Zidane's team. Prior to that, it was another two defeats in La Liga, conceding a further seven goals. And to find that elusive Madrid win in La Liga at home, it is all the way back to October of 2014 when they won 3-1 Ronaldo, Pepe and Benzema with the goals for Carlo Ancelotti, who was in charge of Madrid then. So overall, it is seven meetings with Barcelona since the last Madrid victory. What actually makes a worse reading here is that in the millennium so far, since 2000-2001 season, Madrid have met Barcelona 57 times across all of the competitions and they've won just 17 of those. Now, the best performance in that time was a 4-1 home victory back in May of 2008. Bern Schuster, the man in charge, a team that included Ramos and Marcelo, believe it or not, Raul, Robin, Higuain, and Rude van Nistelrooy. How they wish they had a forward line like that. Uh, they were the scorers on that day. Xavi was actually sent off. Now, earlier this season, of course, we saw a very rare nil-nil draw. Eight players on the day ended up yellow carded on a night. Those Real Madrid can count themselves unlucky. They created almost double the number of chances that Barcelona did at 17. Benzema, Bale and Isco played up front. Casemiro, Valverde, Cruz in midfield. We expect all of those players to be involved this weekend. Now, this time last season, they lost here to a Rakitic goal. Barcelona had the slight majority in terms of possession, but again, 
It was Madrid's profligacy in front of goal that cost them, and again, they created almost double the number of chances that Barcelona did. And in fact, if you look back at recent La Liga performances, creation of scoring opportunities has never been a big issue for Real Madrid. Even the 5-1 loss back in October of 2018, they created more chances than Barcelona. The last time Barcelona actually created more chances in a Liga game was in the 3-0 victory at Bernabeu back in 2017. Onto the uh, tail of the tape. Barcelona lead Madrid by two points at the top of La Liga. They've scored 16 more goals at 62 to Madrid's 46. But they have conceded substantially more as well. 29 to Real Madrid's 17. And Madrid, like Barcelona, unbeaten at home. They have, though, drawn four of the 12 home games they've played. Barcelona away from home have taken only 18 points from 36. And they've been beaten five times away this season. Bilbao in the Cup, Valencia, Levante, Granada and Athletic Club again in the league. In four of those five defeats as well, they did not score a goal. And Madrid at home, as we said, unbeaten in the league, but Sociedad in the Cup and Manchester City in Champions League have won here. Uh, two teams have denied Madrid a goal at home in La Liga, Real Betis last November and Athletic Club in December. What about the stats then for the game? Real Madrid currently scoring 1.8 goals per game against 2.5 for Barcelona. In terms of match possession, an average of 56.9 for Real Madrid, 62.8 for Barcelona. Pass completion rate, 86.6 for Real Madrid, 88.5 for Barcelona. In terms of shots per game, Real Madrid 16.3 to 12.9 for Barcelona. In terms of tackles, it is 15.9 to Real Madrid, 14.4 to Barcelona. And disciplinary-wise, 51 yellows, 4 red for Real Madrid, 56 yellow and 5 red for Barcelona. On to the goals. Benzema, top scorer with 13. 17 different players have scored. Ramos, though, is the next after Benzema on five. 16 assist providers, but like the top goal scorer, it is Benzema who is top of that pile as well on six. As for Barcelona, Messi, top scorer, 18 goals. 15 different players have scored. Suarez, with 11 is second on the list. 15 different assist providers. But again, like with Real Madrid, it's the top goal scorer who is also the top assist provider. And that is Messi with 12. Benzema's recent form, though, as we know, isn't great. He's not scored in the last five. Messi in the last six games has only scored in one of them. Uh, but in that game against Ibar, he scored four of the five goals. Uh, moving away from El Clasico, a couple of other stories today. More media speculation that Real Madrid are in some form of discussion or another with Borussia Dortmund with the intention of signing Erling Haaland. Uh, more than one outlet is reporting that initial contacts have been made. It said once more, though, little foundation on that to back it up. Roberto Martinez was president of the Champions League match with Manchester City. He gave a personal update on Eden Hazard. He said, I'm convinced he will return before the final game. We are in contact with Madrid's medical staff. Asked about what he expected, by the way, from El Clasico. I think he said it will be a technical match.
uh, rumbling on for a second day are the headlines asking what happened with Tony Cruz on Wednesday in Champions League. All eyes waiting to see if he's reinstated as expected, of course, by Zidane for El Clasico. Once again, questions about Mariano and Jovic appeared with the question why in a time of extreme need could Mariano not at least have been on the bench. As for Jovic, Zidane's view is, quote, he is the future. Carlos Quiroz, the Colombian coach, has again made it clear to James Rodriguez that unless he is playing regular first-team football, he won't be part of any upcoming squads. Seems with little chance of that happening, James has now actually resigned himself to missing out internationally at least. And the president of the Brazilian Federation is currently in talks with Florentino Perez discussing the release of Renier, Rodrigo and Vinicius for the Olympic Games this summer. The Olympics run between July 22nd and August the 9th. Now then, if you missed yesterday's update following the Champions League defeat against Manchester City, stay tuned. That is upcoming now. Uh, that, though, is it from me for the moment. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the season's news via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com or via iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, and all the rest of the major platforms. Do enjoy El Clasico this Sunday. I'll be back early next week. For the moment, though, from me, Tim Cable. Bye-bye for now. Welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast as Madrid awaken to the dawning reality that Champions League exit is staring them in the face after the 2-1 defeat by Manchester City at Bernabeu. Have the media's responded today? Well, uh, Zidane's selection was seen as something of a major gamble with Isco and Vinicius starting. The two, however, remember, did combine for Real Madrid's goal on 60 minutes, but it was a night when Madrid created very little, just three attempts on target all night in comparison to Manchester City's aid. Now, Isco's goal was his first in Champions League since September of 2018, when he scored, remember, against Roma. Now, the views on the key decisions of the night have been discussed in great detail across the broadcast media and in the written media over the last 12 hours or so. Most seem to agree that the big decisions were the correct decisions. Uh, Jesus did not push Ramos. Carvajal gave away a clear penalty and Sergio Ramos was the last man in line, so he had to be sent off. Uh, it's only Ramos's first red card, by the way, since his sole red card of last year when he was red carded against Girona back in February of 2019. Overall, it's his fourth red card in Champions League. It does place him on top of the list as the most sent-off players in Champions League history with four red cards. It places him alongside Zlatan Ibrahimovic and uh, the Pitbull himself. Remember Edgar Davids. Now, after the match, Ramos was in rather a brilliant mood. He said, after a difficult night, there are two options for us. We can think about yesterday's loss or we can work on tomorrow's win. 
As far as the player reviews, Thibaut Courtois made three outstanding saves. His contribution was highlighted. Uh, he avoided any real criticism. Mendy as well made few errors defensively. He was Madrid's best in the first half for sure. Valverde also impressed with his physical presence in midfield. Modric was also praised for his directing of Madrid's game in midfield. Casemiro, though, did not escape criticism for his performance, especially in the second half, where he was said to be unrecognisable from the player that they knew. Now, he spoke after the game and said, if there is a team that can overcome this, then it is this Real Madrid team. We had 75 spectacular minutes. What we didn't do is complete the job. This is not over, but there is a lot of work to do. But by the views of the coach Zidane, he said we played very well for 75 minutes. Uh, we are very annoyed with this loss. But again, this tie is 180 minutes. It is not over yet. On the team's defensive errors on the night, he said errors are errors. They are part of the game. It is as simple as that. We have given everything out here tonight. We lacked 10 minutes of concentration in the end, and that is where we paid for it. He was also asked about why the team had hit this slump. Was it to do with fitness or the number of games played recently? Now, he said, I don't think it's physical. It is more of a problem of concentration. What about Guardiola's view? He was asked if he thought if the tie was all but one. His response, quick and unequivocal, no. If there is a team that can turn this around, then it is Real Madrid. We have won nothing yet. Uh, Spanish media was also asking how this team could be 22 points behind Liverpool in Premier League. Kevin De Bruyne was simply described as a genius. Now, the editorials have been blunt and very much to the point, this Madrid, they say, is not good enough, bellowed one. Uh, also, if you took aim at Zidane, highlighting needless team changes and bizarre selections, they say, that cost them initially in the Copa del Rey. On this night, when Manchester City had their Kevin De Bruyne, Zidane elected to leave out one of the season's most consistent performers, Tony Cruz. Now, this was the first time since Cruz arrived back in 2014 that he didn't actually start a knockout game in Champions League. Now, some journalists have uh, chosen to speculate that there were other reasons beyond technical why Cruz didn't play, uh, citing the fact that he didn't even go out to warm up. And, of course, in this era where cameras are literally everywhere in every corridor, uh, one did catch, of course, Guardiola and Cruz having a quick chat, uh, which, of course, was enough for some to speculate that the pair are going to team up again in Premier League next season. All of this, of course, has absolutely no foundation whatsoever. One piece of good news, though, is that Vinicius will not be sanctioned by UEFA after his comments criticising the referee after match. A couple of other stories that are worth mentioning here. After Hakimi's name has started to appear quite regularly again over the last couple of days, uh, with Mendy having taken over from Marcelo on the left, the time, they say, is now right for Hakimi to return and take over Carvajal's position 
on the right. He has already stated, of course, on numerous occasions that if there isn't a key role for him, don't expect to see him leave Germany, where he is currently settled. But the situation surrounding Carvajal and indeed last night's performance has led to the speculators, if you like, saying that Carvajal's time is now over. It's time for Madrid to look to the future. And Hakimi is just that. Up front, of course, the debate rages on. Lautaro Martinez's name highly visible this last 24 hours. It was suggested Barcelona, of course, were to be his next destination. But without that messy seal of approval, nothing really does move over there. Now, this could let in Madrid providing valuations of Met. And uh, he is enjoying another very good season, of course, in Serie A with Inter. And there we are. That rounds up today's podcast. I'll be back on Saturday this week as we look ahead to El Clasico, which takes place on March the 1st. In the meantime, you can catch up with all of the season's news so far via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com. Uh, also at iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Alexa, Spotify and Anchor FM. That's it for the moment from me, Tim Capel. Thanks for listening and we'll see you a bit later on in the week.